Today's guest is Fong Tran. She is a certified American College of Sports Medicine exercise physiologist who found Be Active is Easy LLC. Fong has helped young women like you to implement science-based methods to improve your life. With personalized exercise routines and the joy of eating, her fitness strategy has prompted her clients to be more health conscious while continuing to enjoy life as it should be. Topics of discussion: body image, healthy eating habits, and women fitness routine. Give a warm welcome to ever blessed Fong Tran. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm very well. I don't know much about what an exercise physiologist uh, does. Can you tell me exactly what you do? So yeah, so um, exercise physiologists basically we're similar to personal trainers in a way. You know, we do give people workouts to do. You know, some small dietary advices, but uh, the biggest difference is that we can also do um, exercise tests or read, you know, doctors' notes on. What you can cannot do, and personal trainer is because if you go through you know the official one, you only need like a high school degree and you know some knowledge. But for exercise physiologist, it's actually a four year college degree oh, wow. that you have to go through like an accredited university and then sit for an exam. Mm-hmm. And so that means that I learn a little bit more you know about the anatomy, physiology, psychology, but also like a where to stop because a lot of people what I see online especially is that you know you just say whatever you want and not actually acknowledging that well I don't know and that's where you know all these knowledge and stuff come in so I do have like you know my own sphere of influence but when it's you know out of my control I I would tell my clients or members that uh yes this is a little bit that I don't know and They understand that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. So, four-year accredited college. Um, yeah, I've done college uh, throughout my pretty much like half of my life. I've been in and out of college, but it's because I just was indecisive, and then I wanted to do what I wanted to do to right. get to where I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. boy, that was when I was seventeen, eighteen, and I'm forty-three. So it's never too late, right? So <laughs> never, no. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. So a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people do it. I know. Because I think I was just saw an article. This gentleman, he said he wanted to at least graduate before he turned. um, hundred. A hundred years old. Did you see that? He was like, well, he went to my school. Like he completed. Yeah. So my school, I I mean, a lot of schools today, too. Like if you're over 65, you can basically go to school for free. That is so, awesome. Yeah. So he graduated two years before I did, but we have a very, my school I went to, it's probably Georgia State University. I should say it out loud here because we talk about that gentleman. We have like very big supportive, you know, community for, you know, veterans and then people who like returning to school from, from work. So they have like a lot of hybrid courses, a lot of night course, you know, night class and also online classes. And Yeah, so it was very interesting because I used yeah. to be a TA in the lab. Okay. And then I'll, ha- I'll be teaching people like 78 years old. <laughs> you know, as an 18-year-old, it was a very weird experience. Yeah, but you know what? Is The whole point is that he <laughs> continues to learn. I mean, we, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, we stop learning once we're 
no longer on this earth, but I, it's just like, if you have the opportunity to, to do it, do it just yeah. one little notch on the belt uh, or something that you knock off on your bucket list before you're, you know, you no longer here on earth. And it's just, it's amazing how mm-hmm. no matter what point in life, it's never too late. So that's okay. awesome. Awesome. That's so cool that he's from the same school as you. That was yeah. just like, it just popped out of my head. Like, <laughs> who would have thunk, you know? So yeah, we, cool. it's so interesting because we made a whole big deal because he graduated when he was 97. So mm-hmm. it was like three years before his deadline. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> well, I wanted to jump into some other questions to let the listeners get a little bit more about you personally. Some other people would be interested in these same questions. So that's why I kind of like, you know, let's see. Let's see if this works out for us. Okay. What is one thing you wish you knew at the onset of your career? It is probably uh, that people don't know as much as I do. Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to fitness, you know, I've been obviously through college, like four years and then working. So I've been with people who's like, know what they're doing. And, you know, going to the gym, like I train people at the gym. Uh, That's my full time job. This is just like my, you know, side little things, too. Mm -hmm. And so it's with like when you're with those kind of people, we're talking like, you know, improving ourselves, all these kind of techniques. But when, you know, pandemic happened and then I went online, I realized, well, people don't actually know about this. Like I have to, you know, break it down a little bit more and talk, Mm. you know, like with like easier topics that people can understand. And that is probably my biggest like mind blowing facts when it comes to like social media, because like people have a lot of misunderstanding, I would say, about, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work, you know, body image issues, which is like, I'm Mm -hmm. not really into that. And I feel like, well, I should have done this a little bit earlier Mm -hmm, (laughs) to reach out to more people. Yeah, well, and it, like you said, it has a lot to do with the disconstrued information on the social media where we start believing that skinnier is better. And and I mean, it's all based on your your ethnicity, call it your physique. I'm, and I don't want to see that's probably what I'm doing now right now. <laughs> Uh (laughs) giving misinformation um no but like for me i've always struggled because i'm a how they do those little quizzes the different shapes apple hair, whatever (laughs) well i'm a pear shape and i've always had you know bottom heavy kind of situation Mm -hmm. and i had to find a way where i can keep my frame and my physique keep it fit and keep it the proper exercises on Mm -hmm. what particular days and how long I should do it and what I should eat before. Right. And um, I was a vegan marathon runner. So I had to learn how to, what oh, type of wow. protein intake that I had to do. Yeah. It was interesting to how that all worked out, but, but then having to deal with that as well, which was 10 times more. And then being a woman of color, you know, I'm Afro Latina. So many things that I struggled with. Mm, yeah. Being, a lot of that. Especially because, yeah, because I mean, if you think 10 years ago, it was all about skinny girls. Now mm-hmm. it's like curvy girls. Curvy girls. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's that we always got to go in a cycle. And if you're keep comparing yourself to the trend, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you're not gonna be perfect and you're not gonna feel as good because I mean, first of all, all these models, they don't look like that third, you know, all days of the year. They look like that on their photo shoot days. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, professional photos. So like we're talking about different angles and things they can do. And then also now we have Photoshop, which mm-hmm. is like all that stuff going to change you. Even now, you know, you see my face. I would use myself as an example when it's come to body image, because that's one of your big questions. As I have a very round face. Like if you're listening, you know, you see the video, you can see that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then literally. So I would you know, do this um, reel on on Instagram where, you know, this model, I'm just copying this model, like how to be sexy and this model do this whole thing. And basically by the end, she looked gorgeous and I look like a dum-dum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that blew up, that reel blew up. Give me like, that was like my most viral reel, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have a lot of people like recognizing like, yes, you know, they, they look good. They're above average. So obviously they're going to be great. You know, that's their job like, to look good. That's not our job to look good. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's a very, very small percentage Right. Oh, above average. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, exactly. So it's like, and then obviously that, you know, most people recognize that, but I also had some people like, oh, you might want to lose weight, maybe start hitting the gym. And I'm like, and all, all those commenters was like, guys, so I'm like, boy, do you know who I am? Like, have you read my profile? Yeah, like, do you know who you talking to? Exactly. <laughs> First off, this is fun yeah. trend, okay? <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm like, yeah. See people compared like you put your body image as like something people look at. But mm-hmm. how about this? You're looking from inside, you know, you're working out for yourself. Like sometimes I would ask straight up my clients, like if you say you can run the marathon, but you look a little bigger, would you still want to do it? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people who I I was like rooting them on because it's interesting because they have actual categories in the marathon based mm-hmm. on weight. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was considered Athena, even though I was weighed at, um, I think my running weight was at 172. And that was considered Athena size. And I was the only Athena. <laughs> I was the only one in my age bracket because there right. was nobody in their 30s running a marathon who was Athena. Uh-huh. and. Um, that same year, I was actually getting getting ready to go into the army. So I was in the best shape of my life and vegan. So I was like, oh my gosh. So it was, um, it is amazing. Do you make that, do you make that mean something to you? Or it's just like, you're the most active as your age group, because not everybody your size wants to run or be mm-hmm. fit. Like, do you make that mean something about you? Like what that meant inside? Or it's just like, ah, you know, I'm the minority again. <laughs> well, in a way, I don't, I don't, it's come down to, well, a minority times a minority equals a majority in my mind, because I'm so many minorities, right? minority African-American, minority Mexican, minority plus size Athena, you know, mm-hmm. minority of the statistics that I was never going to graduate from college or high school because of where I live, the oh. minority, you know, like all the things were on top of me as to mm-hmm. you'll never complete, you'll never accomplish because you are this. Right. And I said to myself, to the world, 
watch yes. me do it. So uh-huh. in a way, so it, I did look within, but I also looked at like how the social media and how they, the trends or how people looked upon minorities saying that look their nose down on women who are mm-hmm. single, who are single women, mothers who are minorities, right. who are in a low middle class income or mm-hmm. raised in a single parenting home, you know, all the odds against us. And I just said, you know what, if I can accomplish with all that I have as being a minority for all of this, then I'm I'm going to prove a whole lot of people, mm-hmm. even though I'm just a little me. Uh, I was so excited that I had a trophy and two medals, but I also, but it was like, I did, I looked within, but I also looked at um, all that stuff that was going against me, all the odds. And I just said, you know, screw it, you know, right. kiss my dust pretty much. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I say, you know, going forward, I'd say taking less of what people makes like what people might mean to you, I would say, because um, they don't care, literally. Yeah, they don't lose sleep over it at all. (laughs) No, so it's more like, because when we build over time, that's what, you know, people are going to start noticing. And then we have to keep moving forward. A lot of my clients have actually struggled the same thing. You know, they're, they are plus size, but now I think one of them is doing kickboxing. Cool. And nobody can kick her because she has such like, you know, her physique is stronger at the bottoms. And then she just keep kicking people like left and right. Like, (laughs) you know, she's hurting men too, like in the class. And they, you know, she goes like twice a a day for some reason, which I'm like, she would like kick. And then the men would hurt their knees from like sparring with her. And she didn't even go like to her, you know, maximum capacity. And so that's something... I tell people like, yes, but who you surround yourself with as well. So at some point it's not worth, you know, going against the flow and it's fine to like have some one or two places where you can really be yourself, like express yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that um, my client did, which is like kickboxing <laughs> almost every day of the week, even though she's still going to school, trying to graduate out of nursing school. So I'm like, you That's amazing that what you're doing. Yeah. Props to her. Props to her. I mean, I've mm-hmm. and I I mean back to your because I think I ran off on the the whole answering <laughs> of your question, but I have, have seen heavier people mm-hmm. like uh I would be driving in my car. I think I stopped running for a little bit and I still had that that urge to just jump out the car whenever time I see anybody running. Uh-huh. I saw this one woman and I was I was she was probably 200 some pounds and I was I was rolled down my window I said keep going girl you got it because uh-huh. you know that's her goal and I wish I had somebody there to kind of like root me on root me on but it had to be my own cheerleader for a mm-hmm. lot of things in my life so right. when I see somebody doing that same hard push to make something to prove something it's like I get so excited and root right. for them, even though I don't even know who they are. I just see them running down the street. And I'm like, you go. And I'm honking my yeah. horn and waving. So no, that's why I'm feel like I'm a creep at the gym because sometimes, yeah. you know, because I, <laughs> I see people trying hard. And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love the energy. This is so mm-hmm. cool. So can yeah. you tell can you tell me at least uh, the three best things about you? 
you probably already mentioned it, but I like to hear it again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, one of my biggest thing that I'm very proud of is actually my education, obviously, because, you know, um, I actually completed school, you know, sit for that exam. And then what I'm doing online is actually bringing the real information to people. And then when they ask me questions, I'll answer them if I know. But I will also say I don't know when that time comes, which I, I have done, by the way. Like I have people who's like having very deep, you know, mental issues. And I'm like, I deal with some of it, but this is a little bit out of my, you know, scope. So I can. So that's something that I'm very proud of. And the second thing that I like is actually um, me working on um, practicing my judo again. So have you heard about judo? Mm-hmm. I used to play. Uh, I used to do um, jujitsu, but I know what judo is. Just, yeah. Yep. So I'm starting that again, which I'm cool. like getting stronger and then seeing like, you know, because it's fun when you get to throw people around because judo and jujitsu are similar, mm-hmm. like very, you know, close, but we're more, you know, on the ground and throwing people off, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I love that. <laughs> that is then, awesome. Uh, but, uh, so my, the best thing about me, probably the last thing is, you know, just my positivity going around really like you know I like to cheer people on you know at the gym being a creep <laughs> the, the, the eyes people to, like looked at me be like I just started clapping and they're like oh. <laughs> you're the crazy cool girl in the, in the yeah. gym so yeah and, you know cheering people on especially you know older people too like they come you know on their retirement so they have more time like there are some people they probably stayed at the gym for like three hours, you know, cheering him on, like just supporting them. You know, they go through surgery, obviously because of their old ages and now they're coming back, all that stuff. And I just love cheering people on like that. That is so awesome. That's so cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when did you first become passionate about your chosen field? It's probably because of social media and what I experienced through high school. You know, I was not um, fit or healthy or active. Like I was pretty much, you know, I didn't participate in PE, even though it's only once a week for, you know, freshman year. And then obviously, you know, I didn't look the way that I wanted. I ballooned up, you know, my uh, my BMI wasn't great. I went and get my, you know, my scan. So like the DEXA scan, that's like, the most modern thing we have now to see where our fat is mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the body. And, you know, my stat wasn't great. So I obviously trying to fix that problem by going online and Googling things. You know, people my age do that all the time. So Googling things, going on Instagram, see what people say. And then I'm just mad at different stuff. Like you have to do this, you have to do that. And then the big, the trigger point was actually one person just say, or a couple of people just say, you have to eat salads and then you cannot eat white rice. And you see me now, you see my name. That's not possible. I was in high school. You yeah. think my mom would let that happen? Like she, me not eating rice? She would probably say you are insulting us. This, I mean, to me, that as a Latina, that's a staple in our, right. in our eating. So I know for sure she probably like you are disowning us or we you are no right. longer my child. What's going on? Right. 
exactly so i'm like girl but each asian people can be fit too right you mm-hmm. see like all these people and i'm like what the heck is this so i'm very very mad and so that's that's triggered the whole thing like i literally went to college because i'm mad at people like this you know like i'm like girl that's not possible like there are there are gotta be some other ways i mean i'm in america so probably the diet has to be different you know from what my other people from other countries eat but still there are ways that we can do it so that's pretty much yeah i mean that was probably your drive that anger yeah that's that's a a very even though it's a very destructive depending on how you use it but you use it in a very constructive way and i and i've noticed a lot of women do that when they are angry with something they push harder by creating something positive out of that destruction or that turmoil or that disaster that it that has just happened in their life and I just keep saying that women are more stronger than a lot of people think of you know think about because we don't get recognition enough I would say but in due time hopefully before I die we're just going to be some (laughs) there's going to be a lot of things happening in this world and I'm going to be like oh my god so excited yeah yeah i mean we're just building up because some of the thing because i went to georgia state university like i said at the beginning so i got involved with a lot of you know community programs there and it's just mind-blowing that a lot of them like the majority of us were women helping out Mm -hmm. other communities and we don't really ask anything in return so yeah that's a very unfortunate thing so we help a lot in atlanta like you know, we're like a lot of stuff happening now is because of the women's role in it, like preparing, taking time, prepping it for years. And then it, we're just not getting recognized enough. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like social media is doing to kind of help it a bit, you know, with technology. Like we have more people can speak up in a way that's not possible before. Exactly. So that's what I'm glad and that's probably one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I noticed that there's a there's a very minuscule amount of minorities that are doing podcasting. And yeah. I mean, this is amazing that I'm able to have the opportunity to speak with wonderful people across the world, across you know oceans right. and people who have beautiful stories in their journey. So this is just like this is my goal. And if I could spread that love through, you know, through the mainstream this way, then so be it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, it is. We've come a long way. I know. Yes, exactly. And there's, there's a little (laughs) bit more to go, but we're good. We're getting there. We're at least one step closer to our goal and our Mm -hmm. achievements worldwide as women. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing that two step back, one step forward scenario. There's there's no time in our lives to jeopardize other women who are struggling. We need to help each other out. And this is right. the way, you know, find your niche, find your gift or find what's within yourself mm-hmm. and use it towards helping yourself and helping others. If you can, you know, mm-hmm. that's the goal. That's the whole reason why we're here on this earth is to help each other. Right. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So um, one last question um, that I wanted to ask you before we jump into more about uh, your career. <laughs> so using because I, I did look at some of your videos and I looked at your I read your bio 
and I wanted to know more about your family. But um, the question I wanted to ask is, using one word, how would you describe your family? I say my family, one word to describe them is we're very um, individualistic in a way, but we're still helping one another. And that's probably come from my grandmother who like passed away like three years ago, but we're sort of like our family. We grew up being teachers. (laughs) We've been teachers for like, I think all the way back to my great grandfather. So like, wow. Yeah. A long time. And that's, and what I'm doing now is actually breaking the norm because I'm not a teacher, Uh but I still, (laughs) you know, I still want to incorporate that sort of like, so that's why I start coaching. So I still teach people in a way, but it's not in a traditional sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I grew up literally, I've been graded on every single thing I do. Like my, I grew up in Vietnam and then I went to the US, right? And then my first time on the car, they, my aunt literally like graded me on how I opened the door, how I get on the seat, how I close the door, and then how I put on the seat belt. And she was like, you know, that's not how you do it. Like, you got to do slowly. You know, got this thing going. You don't want to scratch people's car. Don't jump on the car. Like walk on it or something. I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're. So, but from that, you know, that's not a very good, you know, side, but then I can go from that and help people sort of like recognize the unconscious thought that they have and use that to like teach people like, you know, like it's, that's why I love working with people one-on-one, like even at the gym, like it's just this moments that we can share together, you know, mm-hmm talking to one another that we can talk about our problems so that, you know, I can give you like my point of view and then you can give me your voice of view and that point of view. And then we can go forward from there. That's, you know, what I take out of my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are still a teacher, but I get it that you're saying in a sense as a teacher from the perspective of how your family perceives it as, but mm-hmm. me, women are automatically teachers on facet levels and Uh, you found your niche you found your gift your calling mm -hmm. and that does right by you and by other people that you've helped so I think that's a a plus in my book (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) man if you haven't heard any of my other podcasts I love learning about culture and music Mm. it just it's so soothing to see there's so many connections with us, but we all have such beautiful intake on what life is mm. through their fabrics and their culture and their singing. And oh, it's just, right. it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's so beautiful. And people are like, yeah, 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 whatever. But I really enjoy doing that. That's probably mm-hmm. why when I get to have somebody who is a woman or a person of color, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Because I, I, I feel like I'm so connected on all in, in levels. Yeah. So I say my family's more westernized, so I don't really know uh-huh. too much about, you know, um, the, you know, traditional Vietnamese culture. Like I know the modern version of it, you know, I basically from like the biggest city in Vietnam, which is like Saigon or what. Like however you want to call it, people mm. <laughs> people call me comments if I say it otherwise. But <laughs> but yeah, it's the my experience is more 
probably closer to what you have, to be honest. But obviously, um, it still have that, you know, traditions of like respecting the elders, mm-hmm. you know, going through learning about the food, which I like. And um, yeah, so that's what one of the things that I've been doing actually is eating more traditional food, like making them at home, mm-hmm. you know, like replicating things. I have like a garden, so I grow bananas. I never get none of the fruits because, you know, Georgia gets pretty cold <laughs> in the winter. So I, I get none of the fruits, but I got the leaves and then, you know, I use it to make like food, like packaging stuff that's mm-hmm. more, you know, both environmentally friendly, but also get the taste of the bananas in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, all that stuff. And yeah, so that's something I respect from people too. Like, that's why I'm just like you. Like, I would go out to my friend's house, see what they eat. And they all they was like, well, all of my friends are like, don't eat out. You know, just go to my house and go to my party. <laughs> so much better. And believe me, you have more money in your pocket afterwards. Plus, you will have less irritation of your stomach afterwards from having to deal with all that highly processed food from the fast food restaurants. And it's not on top of that. A lot of the food restaurants, they don't make it with love. No. You can take, you know how, you know what I mean? You can taste love when someone's making something right. from their culture, from the traditional mm-hmm. way of, of cooking their food. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said the, about, even though you're not able to have the fruit of the banana, but I know the banana leaves are very popular in the Hispanic culture, right? They use banana leaves to, to wrap um, candy, and um, oh. they make it with pasteles. <laughs> I love food. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, okay. that's the, something that people don't mention a whole lot in fitness. You know, it's all about salads or these quinoa thing, all that stuff. And I'm like, we don't typically eat those. No, we don't. And if you want to be healthy, you have to do it you know constantly like that's something you do every day that's your habits and if you're if these people in the fitness industry just keep talking about oh you have to eat this berries this this or that like well we're like as women of color or people of color we're we're not going to do that and so it's like it's an internal struggle like oh if i don't eat this berries how am i going to be healthy again Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know exactly tell me about a time you failed and what you learned from it I'm not like my other peers that I'm not too active on social media before all of this. Like I've learned it from a perspective of being like promoting and being like a business owner rather than, you know, like a personal profile where, you know, people just click likes for that. And um, yeah, so one of my biggest uh, mistake or, you know, failure was actually not respecting people boundaries when it comes to being online and so obviously it comes it came from a good place you know like wanting to help wanting to talk to people but that person like I probably we were commenting on my post but then I jumped onto her dms a little bit too quickly and you know dms are more private and I felt that, you know, I feel like that was the wrong thing to do. Like, look, it's not a huge thing, but it's still like because that person is still, you know, going through. We're talking about health and stuff, but maybe she's not ready yet to talk to me about her, you know, more personal problem. And then I was like jumping the gun, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to her. And so that's that's my and then we sort of like I apologize after like realizing I'm like after a week, I'm like, oh, crap. That's what I did, you know, and then I apologize. And she, she's like, that was fine. But it's something that I 
want to do more consciously is like when to you know how to respect people's boundaries when it comes to being online because obviously we all want to help and mm-hmm. we're trying to be respectful but it's there's just some cases that we have to learn as well when it comes to like wanting to help people like you, you know like you don't want to be that creep person to be yeah. online and just dm <laughs> everybody that nobody's gonna like it right. or you know respect you for that and then that message gonna be lost and probably that's my biggest failure yeah the reason why it might have come on to, like you came on too strong is that i'm not and i don't know the person in their background but i i feel like also and i might be just talking personally that if there's someone who is in culture or understanding our ethnicity, if it's someone who is Latina, we automatically be like, you know, we jump in like, are you okay? This and this and that. I just usually what I always do is if I don't know that person and I know my heart's breaking, just reading their posts or seeing their, the, the types of replies from the persons of other people saying really, really rude, cruel things to them. I'm like, that's just some to me, there's some trolls on there and it's just mm. horrible how people can treat each other. If they ever come across a person on the street, it'll be completely different because they would have bit their lip and would not said nothing to them and kept walking and wouldn't even care. But because this is such a free space of people mm. just doing whatever they want to do to hurt mm-hmm. anyone they feel like and not care, they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But then also what I do is if I see someone hurting or someone who just, you know, that their heart is breaking or they're, they're going through something that if nobody reaches out to them at within five minutes, they're going to do some type of harm or they're going to do something, you know, irrational. I just say through the post, you know, hey, I see that you are going through whatever this is, A, B and C. Do you mind if I reach out to you through DM if you need a friend to contact or to, you know, and I'll tell you my story. You know, when you exchange personal things with other people, at least just a little bit of about yourself, mm-hmm. they open up more. They open mm-hmm. up more. It's a safe space for them. They feel secure. Mm-hmm. They can confide in someone who is kind of like, oh, wow, they've been through that, too. Let me give a little bit of what my story and what's going on with me. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. Uh, sometimes, but it the majority of time it does. Humans need humans. We need right. comfort. We need each other. Mm-hmm. And some people are not not familiar or not do not know how to reach out. Um, there's silent cries when you see someone's picture, like in their comments or what they've said in their post. You can feel that there's something not right. And if I'm able to do this, hey, you know, hey, girl, um, or whoever it is, you know, you good, you're okay, you know, mm-hmm. just something simple. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's just some nasty people on on the right. social media. I didn't start doing social media until I started doing podcasting and voiceover. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, people are mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say underneath my rock the majority of my life, because I just don't there's some cruel people out there they're, oh my they're god they're so cruel yeah and then you know I, you see that's why I, I love being on instagram because it's like i bring like you know it's just one less cruel person to be online if they found me they're like oh yeah you know you have this one little oasis 
just a person like that. So, mm-hmm. and it's very helpful, especially, you know, for us, because not a whole lot of us wants to speak up about those kind of issues mm-hmm. online. It's, it's just drains your energy. So I wanted to know more and I wanted the listeners to get to know more about you on your professional side. So you've already explained to us what an exercise physiologist entails. How did you come to discover that a person would need science for a healthy body? And what does that look like? You know, we all need science in our life because one of the things about science is that it's not afraid to be wrong. You know, things get discovered, all that stuff. And even now, you know, back then people were talking about things like, well, you shouldn't be eating, you know, a couple hours before you go to bed kind of things. But it's actually not true. It's actually, you know, you just don't want to be eating so close to your bedtime. Otherwise, you know, you got gastric reflux from your basically because you're when you sleep, you're not really digesting. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And then that would mean you're not getting as fat. You know, people like, don't eat before you go to bed, you get fat. And I'm like, now it's like, wow, you don't want to get gastric reflux up to your throat and then you get throat infection. Yeah, so those kind of things, you know, it affects you every day. And the point is so that you can, you know, for me, obviously the mental, the, you know, the mindset that you have to look within yourself. But once you're done looking, you know, once you're like, okay, I feel great. You know what? My plans going forward, you still need to have science to like guide you on the right way. And that's what I help with people is like, uh, you know, so that they can exercise, they can exercise that they don't hurt themselves or if they feel sore, they know like why is sore and they're not being afraid of things or even, you know, the food. Obviously, I'm not advising on people like what to eat or whatever. Like, I don't really do that because I'm not a dietitian, but it's like, well, how about you think about it's the smaller things. Like maybe you've been drinking a whole lot, you know, cutting that off would be great. And then how to do that gradually, you know, all of that small little stuff that you need science because psychology, something might work for you. Like some people can go to like from smoking to not smoking cold turkey, but the majority of people can't do that. And how do we get there? We know we have to get there, but how do we get there? And so with what I've learned is that you can use different strategies for people to overcome their problems. And, you know, maybe some person is just about body image other people besides you know maybe looking at people they're afraid of other people looking at them but for you know people like me now I'm exercising because of my family you know (laughs) diseases like I I probably have a bunch of you know I'm just pretty a bunch with diseases like chronic diseases that I might inherit that I don't want to get or want less of that when I become you know an old lady so that's my point you know you use science but obviously you don't you still have that mindset that because you don't want to go like toward one spectrum of anything like just focusing on mindset and you be successful and you don't really have any like guidance to do that or just focusing on science and make people like be like robots mm-hmm. and, you know they have to follow this this or that 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 all that stuff you know we want to be sort of in the middle depending on the person how much you know they should be getting and all that guidance and that's why I love working with people like especially on one-on-one basis because 
each person needs different sort of guidance so that they can become the most successful version of themselves. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. So on your website, you have created a science-based fitness. So what information do you require from prospective clients? Um, How are they able to reach out to you if they are wanting to know more? But you have like three sections where you can have them click in to chat with you, book a call. So you created this science-based fitness. What information do you require from prospective clients to even get started? So I have like three offers, like, but one of them is a free call. So if you're, because I understand that maybe the money would be, you know, a problem and you want to know more before you you invest in people. So you can either, you know, visit my Instagram. That's where I, I'm the most active and then I'm the most craziest on there. Um, or you we can chat like for 30 minutes. So it's a no pressure thing. So a lot of people, they would sell during this time. But for me, it's just you fill out like an application form and then we'll chat because I, I want to know what you're struggling with and, you know, what to help you. And then with that 30 minute chat, just like talking to, do you like this? You know, for 30 minutes, just having fun. And then maybe like one or two things that you can think about that you can fix in your life. And then I have my um, just uh, three, two hours chat. So that is more for people who's, you know, know what they're doing, got what they're doing, but they want, you know, they don't understand why it's not working. You know, like you have an exercise routine, but you're not getting to your goals. So like, you're not be able to run the marathon. You don't feel like you'll be able to do it. And that's what the little cleanse is for. It's called conscientious cleanse. And it's just basically reflecting back on what you have. And then we'll come up with, you know, exercise plan, what to do, uh, all that stuff. But my most signature program is um, my one-on-one program is for three months. And basically you just apply to, you know, like um, it's an application. Every one of these is an application just because I don't, I'm really like believe in, you know, the connection with people. And I'm not here just to like take your money and make a quick buck out of it. You know, online is more like the connection that we have. Mm-hmm. And obviously with my one-on-one program, you know, you apply and then we'll chat still. So like with that chat at the beginning, if you want to chat more, we have another chat that's going to be like 45 minutes because you really want to commit with me, you know, because we're not we're building a bigger connection. So we need to talk a little bit longer. So 45, 60 minutes, we'll talk about things to see, well, if you're like, we're the right fit for one another. So, you know, maybe you're looking for something and you know, I'm the right fit for you. So we'll go forward and work with each other for three months. But if we're not, then, you know, I should say that you know, maybe your needs or what you're doing is not something that I can help with. That's something I'm very um, transparent with my prospective clients online. And so that's sort of things I go for. So it's more about the connection I have with people, you know, rather than trying to make like money or selling people stuff. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for that. Now, can you tell the listeners exactly what the website What's the name of the website and how they can contact you through the Instagram? So, yeah, my website and Instagram is is be active is easy. Um, the website is be active is easy dot com. And my Instagram is be active is easy. And I know the grammar's wrong, but that's on purpose. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah, I love it. 
Because you are that crazy cool girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, be active should be like in parenthesis, be like be active. Like that's the mindset that I want. That's a promise I made to myself. Mm-hmm. So I want you to make that promise too. And you can find me on both, you know, my website. You can see my blogs. Like it's go deeper into topics that I like to talk about things. Or on my Instagram, it's more, you know, bite-sized informations or fun reels that you can watch, all that stuff. <laughs> I just love the little atmosphere you have in the background to make like, oh man, I should just go over there and sit next to her because it looks so cool. <laughs> all those exercise balls all over the place. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Hi, Thank you, Jasmine, for, you know, kind of uh, accommodating me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you. Well, you take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Zion podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.